fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Ready to party! Well, just drink the fucking beer, just, and you'll get the hang of it. The Tailgate Society presents Show by the Booze. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get a drink on, we're gonna party and get crunk and drunk out. We're not that drunk. The next generation. Welcome back to another We're Not That Drunk, The Next Generation. I'm your host, Ted Flint. I'm always joined by Sean Shantessman, Jake Boss. But before we get started tonight, everything here at TailgateTaddy.com is brought to you by Dead Eye Barbecue Sauce. The NFL playoffs are approaching. Still quarantine season. You need to go to their website, DeadEyeBBQ.com, get some sauce, sauce your meat, some ribs or some Smokies, whatever is your flavor. you got Magnum, you got the original sweet, you got the new mango, and of course, their Superfoods brand. And please subscribe to us on the tailgatesite.com on any platform of choice. Amazing podcasts like, well, Drunk Dialing, not very often, but, you know, Culture Check, Sports and Corks, Bitter Units. We have podcasts for every part of your flavor of your taste buds. I don't know. I'm a little drunk. I apologize. And go to the website, the Pretty excited tonight. Um, we're watching Coastal. We should have been in the playoffs, Carolina. Pissed this game down their leg. That's cool. I don't care. Don't really care. I'm an asshole. I've become, I've become the bit bad guy when I was a fan. But tonight, I'm wearing that drunk. Iowa State plays Oregon in about a week. And I reached out to one of my good online friends, Andrew Hammond. He's on the West Coast now. I think he's here. Better late than never. Andrew, have you entered the uh, the portal? Uh, Yes, I have. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Yes. I can hear you. So, yeah, loud and clear. Yep. We good? It's always a little dicey. Yeah, blog talk. I have a real love-hate relationship with blog talk because blog talk is a is a it's like the easiest podcast platform, but at the same time, it kind of like is the shittiest podcast platform, which is what makes it perfect <laughs> That's how that for us. Would work. Yeah, That's how that normally like, works. Everyone's like, you know, you know, and like it's just it is what it is, right? You know. So I'm getting ass kicked in my fantasy <laughs> matchup. So he's distracted by bets and fantasy and everything else. Uh, like it, yeah, it is. Um, Angie, you're on the West Coast now. You're from Kansas. You're uh, you're one of, my, one of my oldest Twitter friends. Is this is Twitter friends a term, Andrew? Is that something that you use? They're like, my uh, friends yeah. are fake I, friends. I, 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 I call it uh, Twitter friends. I call it uh, uh, Colt followers uh, because essentially Twitter is a cult and we all have our different sects of that <laughs> cult um, because I mean let's be real there are by the way I'm like a few beers in so uh, it's going to be fun um, <laughs> so no but, but but seriously like having Twitter followers and we you know we've been following each other for years and so like after a while People, if you, if you've been on Twitter long enough, you become extremely online, and there are some days where you're like, "Why am I still here? And why are you people putting up with me?" And then you realize that there's like ten to fifteen other people that 
feel the same way and put up with your crap, and you put up with their crap, so you're just like, you know what? Hey, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? Like, Twitter is basically like a big trash bag, trash can. I don't know, like, it's hard to explain. It's only infinite. I really is this coast of Carolina game off, because I'm I'm not going to... Like I'm watching it kind of. here, but oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it has just awful OCD when it comes to this. So. so apparently they just fumbled on the one after kneeling the ball to go for a game-winning field goal. Like, just kneel it again. Like, just... Yes, that's why I can't, I can't do this at the same time. So, so like, we're talking about Twitter. Um, here's the thing. Like, I'm like, Twitter, like, it's hard to, like, to explain to people that aren't on Twitter. Like, I have numerous friends that are on Twitter, and like you describe like a term. Like my favorite one is like, have you ever tried to describe someone that's not online what the term milkshake duck means? <laughs> I actually did that. I actually described it to somebody, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that makes totally sense." And then they were like, like the next hour or two, they were saying, "Oh, is that a milkshake duck?" And I was like, "Oh god, damn it!" It's amazing. Like twenty twenty has been so bad that like. <sighs> I cannot think of, like, a milkshake duck moment in, like, the last six months. Like, it's been a hot minute. It's just just, no one's pure anymore. We're all all garbage. Right? I mean, that sounds terrible. Yeah, we're all garbage, and we just – we have accepted – it's like Oscar the Grouch uh, just, you know, accepting the filth, and it's that realization where, like, this is all just filth. We're all filth. Eat Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's always, like, amazing to me, like, um, um, with Twitter, like, who's the most, have you ever, has, has anyone, like, walked up to you and you, that you have, like, a complete stranger and then, like, I follow you online? Has that um, ever happened to you? Uh, it happened Recently, to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can say where, but it happened to me Christmas Eve. And Were you at a strip club on Christmas Eve? And no, then? God no, no. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I will. I, I will have to tell you the story of why I don't go into those establishments anymore. Um, that's gonna be that, that's an off the record story. Um, but yeah, like this guy was like, oh yeah, I'm a huge Sounders fan. I follow you on Twitter, man. You're hilarious. And I'm just like. All right, and the establishment we were in, I was just like, "Oh, cool." Um, <laughs> never been recognized at a place like this before. Awesome. You're 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 giving confessional, right? It was a priest. <laughs> priest. I, I wasn't. Um, let's just it was. It's let's yeah, just I say that it. it's just... legal out here. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. I was really trying to figure out. I was like, where could he have been? That, that makes yeah. That makes it's it's. Let's just say it's legal out here. Yeah. Well, you know, if it was legal here, these podcasts would be a lot quieter on my end, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like to cross the streams, as I tell my friends. I don't think it would. I don't think it would make you any less random or focused or more. Well, focused, it so, is. So. I'm much. I'm much quieter and don't talk. I can't mix. Like, booze makes me extremely hyper and talkative. Anything else, like, it just, like, I just don't, I don't chat. 
Uh, you might as well just not have me around. Well, that wouldn't be very fun. We don't want that. I don't, I don't like. I don't cross the streams. Like I've been in environments where they're like, you know, they they invite me to it, and I'm just like, no, I can't. I can't do that right now. Like we were one of the, you know, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move off of this track. It's too early in the night to be discussing this. We 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 brought you on because you're down on the West Coast, and we I wouldn't like at least try to like discuss Oregon versus Iowa State a little bit. I know you don't cover the Ducks, but I mean, it, it, you're, it's kind of like the Midwest, right? They're they're there, you, you know yeah. them. Or am I just being yeah, an I asshole? Mean, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You aren't you you're, you aren't being an asshole. Um, I mean, it's 2020. We're all being assholes at one point. Um, but no, I mean, I'm uh, yeah, I'm out here uh, in Tacoma, Washington, close to Seattle. Uh, but I've been to Oregon a few times. A great place. Uh, I, I'm like I've always. It's weird. I've always been obsessed with the west coast uh, maybe because it's like oh man these games are on super late and weird crap always happens um so so the fact that i'm working out here uh you know been to a few games and, and, and cover the pac-12 a little bit it's always fascinating to kind of see how uh, people you know in the midwest and on the east coast look at the pac-12 from you know, being on essentially on this side of the country. And uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating uh, to, to, to see the view of what people in big 12 country, you know, SEC, ACC think of the PAC 12 and you're like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's about right. We, 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 we run a fascinating operation out here. Fascinating is a great uh, descriptor for for that. That's about what I would say too. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of ways to describe um, the old, the old uh, not even necessarily just the Pac-12, even like the Mountain West, the WAC, and the things that go on up. It is it is indeed fascinating. <laughs> so it's fascinating and annoying. There. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I did see this quote, and I don't, I don't know how to, like, wrap my head around it, but someone said the Oregon coach said Iowa State's the most physical team they've seen on this year, which is us being Iowa State fans, when we hear stuff like that, we're always just like, I don't understand. <laughs> Are you sure? Right. <laughs> right. Like, you watch the right team? Have you seen our offensive line? Like, I mean, like – which, that's also that's of, also the old like conditioned fan part of us like thinking that. So, like, I mean, I don't even know if you watch any Big Twelve games outside of your Kansas State Purple Brethren, Andrew at all. Uh, like, no, you, I, I, I still I still have a, a a a nice love for the Big Twelve. I mean, I I mean, you guys know me enough to know that I enjoy dancing on the grave of this conference. <laughs> because it's, it's 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 truly the worst relationship in the world. Um, because nobody wants to be here, but it's like we're we're still here for the kids. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I y'all yeah, still watch the Big Twelve, and and I've I'm a huge fan of of Iowa State this year. I mean, playing fantastic, and I'm I'm not trying to blow smoke up your guys' ass, but no, uh, seriously been a huge fan of what Matt Campbell has done this year. And plus Brees Hall from Wichita. So, you know, you got to support the hometown kids. Um, so no, I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed Iowa state this year. 
uh, to me, they are pretty physical. They, I mean, that's that's a team compared to what Oregon had seen, and Oregon has just had a really strange and random year. So I could see where Mario Cristobal, you know, the head coach of Oregon, is saying, "Yeah, they they are pretty physical." Like I, I can buy into that theory a little bit. Yeah, I think that's why I jumped in and said that's also the like conditioned. Uh, Iowa State fan talking and not just looking at the team this year because I think a lot of people that if you can just watch this team in a vacuum would probably say that oh absolutely I mean and and it's it's funny because I was thinking about you know I was kind of doing my research getting ready for this and the only way you can kind of describe Oregon this year like every every FBS team especially power five has had a strange year. And that is from the playoff teams to Kansas. Everybody's had a strange year. But there's like a select group of teams that have had really, really strange years. It's not even just, you know, with point or not points, but with games or cancellations. It's more of a microcosm of things. Because I'm mean, I look at Oregon, I'm just like, this team had had it been a normal year this team is probably, I mean, they're probably, you know, contending for a Pac-12 championship, but their two losses are to teams that, you know, you play seven game series, they probably win <clears throat> five or six, and they lost by a total of seven points. So it's just a weird ass year. And Oregon is really kind of a, a prime example. Oh yeah. And for sure. I'm looking at it was under their schedule, and I guess I don't know if it was the whole Pac-12, but even like you, you season the end of October or the beginning of November, like regardless of what it is for what everybody's used to, that's going to throw a huge wrench and stuff. Like nobody's going normal. It's not the way this works out. You know, you four extra month practices when you used to have games, um, and then. Yeah, you're just you're off balance, and then you don't get just like everybody else has dealt with. You don't deal with the non-con games, uh, and you pray none of your games get canceled uh, or pushed back. And it's just, I mean, it's hard to deal with when you play seven games in seven weeks or whatever. It is. And, oh, and for sure, for that's sure. Gonna, it, that's gonna mess up the team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, can we and, like and it, can we say the fact that Oregon went to the Rose Bowl last year apparently? Like and so maybe they don't give a shit about the Fiesta Bowl? Can I play that card? Uh, I didn't know they went to the Rose Bowl last year. I just looked it up on their fucking wiki. They won last year. <laughs> that yeah, you know, no, it, it, that's the crazy thing, is that this year. Yeah. I guess like Oregon's playing the Rose Bowl. And you're just like, Oh yeah, that it that did happen this year, which feels like two years <laughs> mashed together. You're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, I couldn't um, have told you. I definitely couldn't have pulled that. If you had asked me who played in the Rose Bowl, I would have guessed for both both sides. Of I mean, we all know we all love this bit of trivia. I know Tez does. Andrew, what do you think the last movie I saw in the theater was? Hmm. Okay. And I'm a, you know, I'm a big movie person. You know this. I love the fucking yeah. theater. I, I, I will probably go to jail at one point for stabbing someone whose Apple Watch keeps beeping. 
as a theater. <laughs> I'm going to go to a movie with Ted sometime and just piss him off, is what I've told him. Nice. You have to be a real good, you have to be a real good friend of mine to be able to check your phone in front of me while a movie's going and have our friendship survive that. Oh, like, dude, just, you would you would absolutely hate me because I'm one of those people. If I'm if I'm in the movie by myself, I'll like sit in a place where like if I'm gonna check my phone or something, especially like if something is. One time I checked my phone during the uh, NFL draft when uh, I think it was Inf- Infinity War came out. And I'm checking my phone, watching the draft, or because there were some K-State guys that were uh, well, Dalton Reisner. And you, you checked your phone during Infinity War. Okay, so first <laughs> off, first off, first off, this was like the first like 30 minutes of the movie, and the draft. I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. Oh shit, he got drafted. Fuck. Okay, first off, no. Um, I turn. Uh, okay, so let, let let me let me explain the part where basically they kind of have to uh i think this was after i want to say it was uh when thanos and you know, when thanos's crew comes to uh new york city and fuck shit up that's what i was like oh okay i need to start paying attention now um but anyway uh i, I want to guess the last movie you saw because i saw it too i'm i'm just guessing bad boys three I have not seen Bad Boys 3. Okay, my you aren't missing much. My wife wants to watch it, but she keeps making like, it's oh, it's 9.30, it's too late, whatever. You will not guess the last movie I've seen. Yeah, remember, uh, I remember. It, if I, it's I, an I independent movie. No, no. It made a shit ton of money to make it a sequel. I give you clues. Okay, go ahead. It made a shit ton of money, they're making a sequel. It has a dude who's from a prominent... HBO series and a dude that was in an early franchise series. I can give you an easier clue. We're going to start here. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of what... Well, like what was going out of the theater? I guess, yeah, like, once again, two years, like, smashed into one pre-COVID and, well, we're in this shit. Um, yeah, I, I, dude, I can't... It's a video game movie. Oh shit! I know what it is. <laughs> I don't. Even, I didn't even remember it. I did. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and okay. last time I saw the theater was fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm pretty sure you told me that multiple times, and I couldn't remember, but I figured it out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine movie. I went. I live in a small town on the Missouri border, and it was at our small town theater. Five-dollar tickets, dollar popcorn. We went and watched it, and then the world ended. Like, I mean, like, I was going to go to Invisible Man, like, a week afterwards or two weeks afterwards, you know, in March. And then, you know, it just, everyone, everything went to shit, right? So, yeah, yeah like, it's, it's funny you say that. Like, I don't know what the next movie I will see in a theater. And, like, I got in a little bit of a fight on Twitter a few months ago. I mean, it's not fucking old. Time's linear, right? Some dude's like, no, it's safe. You're just being an asshole. Why not going? I'm like, I get that, man. But, like. Ain't no movie coming out that's worth me going and worrying about me getting something from a seat. And then I work with my old man who's diabetic, and then he gets something, right? Like, right. like I'm going to see Tenet next week. I picked a random Tuesday where I won't be drinking because I've, I've seen – I've talked to four people who have seen Tenet. And I'm all like, so whiskey? And they're like, uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm like, well, I, what, I what if I start drinking theater. when it starts? Yeah. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I want to see it in a theater, but 
but I'm the type that's like, no, I I I need to like like I was like this with Shutter Island where it's like I need to literally just turn everything off, get in like a bubble and just you know that's a good example of a movie that you got to do that for. I agree. Yeah, like it's and, and I feel like seeing some of my friends who because uh, a friend of mine lives in Abu Dhabi and he saw it in a movie theater because they actually you know followed things. <laughs> Um, Fucking rock so, concerts going on in New Zealand right now. It's just like, oh, so we could have fought this. Cool. Uh, he he said he wants to go see it, and he was like, I have no idea what this movie is about, but I'm going to see it again tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, so it's one of those movies. So Christopher yeah. Nolan decides to to mess with us again. I'm like, crap. It's like. Christopher Nolan's like the ultimate like blue boy. He's like, I'm going to make Dunkirk, which is an hour 45 minutes. It's amazing. And everyone's going to be so happy because it's under two hours. Like, I have a real like love-hate relationship of like three-hour-long movies. If you can't tell me the story in 125 minutes, I don't want to hear your fucking story. That's if you don't need. You know, and like but now like Dunkirk, I mean, Tenet's like what, two and a half? 235 or some shit? It's oh, not See, short. I, I like those movies if they're if they're good and done well, but if they like feel like they're dragging to me, then it doesn't make any sense to make them be that long. Well, I love a long movie, but I don't also get to start my movies till nine thirty at night most nights. So staring on the barrel of one hundred and eighty minutes at nine thirty, how I've fallen asleep. You know, we do matinee baseball, Jake. I've fallen asleep during ninety minute movies at like nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you do that, but it's also movies you've seen. I think all of them have been movies. You're oh, eight men out, so. tuck me down. Two hour <laughs> Some of those are always movies like they'll they'll come out of the gate kind of hot and fast, and like they'll give you like first hour, hour and a half, and then they'll throw in some weird little like slow it down little you know, build storylines that far into the movie sort of thing where you just. Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily need that. And it's obviously the, the art of a two-and-a-half, three-hour movie is is uh, very tricky. But um, I guess at least any more uh, UV, I'll at least date myself a little bit of having the two VHS Titanic um, copy that when it would get to like that switch point in the tapes, you don't want to slow down right there because people will just fucking stop. And there's a lot of movies right now that'll do kind of at that point and just break the movie up and just change things up. Yeah. Like, sorry, you're real choppy there, Ted. I'm just going to sum it up. And he's going to say, he likes movies that are really long that switch up middle of the movie. Or as my he, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull the, uh, oh my god, they blocked the field goal. <laughs> yeah, you saw that too. They did. <laughs> we deserve to play Bama. God, I hate the college football. All right, we're gonna segue into this. The team, Andrew, the same team that went out and smoked B- BYU. Well, they didn't smoke. They won. They got lost by the. Uh, is is Sean still here? I mean, yeah, they didn't actually smoke him, but Sean, are you still here? So I, he's gone. Okay, he's re gone. Oh, I think he's he's rebooting. Beep, boop. So now I can say how BYU basically pulled the uh, 
Kevin one yard short Dyson play, and uh, and then win that game because Sean's a big Titan fan and I hate I hate to rip his heart out. So except we do it all the time game. when we talk about the World Series, but you know it's fine. I don't mean to. Like I try. I'm a Cub fan. Right, so Sean's an Indians fan, and we're both Cub fans. So we we're we're, not, we're we're gentle about that shit, Andrew, because we're not. Bad yeah, you friends. can't. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can't of, be that guy. There are a lot of bad Cub fans anymore. There's a lot of bad Cub owners anymore. Um, <laughs> like, like, now I'm all distracted. Something about like how like the Cubs like had like an ownership that like literally burnt the ground 109 years of goodwill in two and a half years, like just because they're shit bags. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, talking about uh, Carolina and the Coastal Wall Playoff. All right, so you're, like I said, you're from the Midwest, obviously, and you're, you moved out west. Only in 2020 can Iowa State, literally everyone's fucking lovable underdog, become a college football villain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's like any other year, everyone would be like, oh, Iowa State's number six, that's great, right? But that this year, just we're, we're assholes. Like I don't it's- understand. I'm not saying. I like Coastal. Yeah. I'm being a prick now. I like Indiana. I like Home Field Apparel. Their shit's great. Oh, they're they're, they're Indi- And their social media shit is good. But Indiana's ain't no good. Like, maybe they are, but they don't have anything to well, say they're Indi- good. Indiana's, Indiana's best game is to point that they played Ohio State close. So. It's, it's just frustrating. Like, that's it's the hard part about this year, though. That's And that's one of the questions I have, like, looking at Oregon. Oregon doesn't really scare me, but that's probably not fair because it's really hard to evaluate how good of a team they are. Like, you can – you I've watched them a couple times, and I've watched them come out and look not good. And then I've watched, watched them the come out, game. and they beat the piss out. Like, the when they played USC, like, that game was a seven-point game, but it didn't feel like that to me anyway. So – I just don't know how to feel about them, and it's more just because of the sample size and how weird everything was. But uh, yeah, and I heard that Oregon's pissed off that I was do- I was doing black uniforms. Sean, are you back? I am back. Can you hear me? Do and I you're not clean. Talk? Yeah, we we're just we were just discussing the end of the BYU Coastal game, and if that reminds you of any other big game from your memory, we're up there. Uh, stop at the one yard line. Uh, no, it doesn't. It sounds like something new. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's that's that's fresh. That's something. <laughs> I think it's like big plays, you know, at a big time, and especially with the right call. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's always nice to have. All right, All right Andrew, uh, are you ready for us? We're about half an hour. I hope you have another drink. Are you ready for us to like dive into our random questions? Oh hell we, yes, uh... let's do it, dude. <laughs> you know me long enough. I'm like I, I will answer. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna answer anything, but you know I'll. You've seen my timeline. I'm a random ass person. All right. So the, my favorite one is if Doc Brown showed up at your doorstep with a DeLorean and yeah. told you he could go back and change, you could change any singular. Sports moment, not an outcome. You can't be like so and so wins or whatever. A singular sports moment in time. What are you changing? 
Oh man, this is good. Okay, so when 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 me and my friends partake in uh, legal activities out here, uh, we do this. The one, and I'm gonna keep it since it's college football. I'm gonna keep it to one thing because I think the butterfly effect is is amazing. Nebraska wins the national championship in 1983. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But no, it, 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 think about think about everything that comes after that, though. But how? But what play? I don't know. But I don't so know. It has to be, it has to be a, singular, the, was there a singular play to, w- so to win. That? So, I, was, I, was so one year, I was one so, year old in '83. So Jake was Miami, negative ten. Sean was like so, negative seven. So. <laughs> Uh, Nebraska goes for uh, Tom Osborne goes for two against Miami in the '83 uh, Orange Bowl. He misses it, and they don't win the national championship. I would change it to where Nebraska actually does get the does go for two and wins the national championship. Therefore, Miami does not become the power that they are. Oh, okay. I see what I see. What your dominoes there are? You, that took a little bit. Yeah, as, as someone that's <laughs> was very much not born yet and not born for a long time, you had to laying that out like that makes <laughs> way more sense. Yeah, Jake is one yeah. that like has heard of Nebraska being good without actually remembering Nebraska being good. Right? <laughs> oh no, I very much don't remember. Oh, by the that. way, um, just 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 letting you guys know, uh, next year is the 20th anniversary of Colorado. Absolutely burying Nebraska alive. So I feel like we all need to celebrate uh, next Black Friday. Did you see that fucking Colorado quote that made me feel ancient from about a week or two ago? They oh, no. Some, what was it? They asked some fucking Colorado freshman about uh, about Colorado in the Big 12. And he said something like, I thought Colorado's always been the Pac-12. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was it, it, ten ten years ago. I mean, like I get kid it. It was like less than ten. He was like eight years old. I get it, but oh my god! Like, and I was having this conversation about college football realignment with some uh, college students because they were like, "Well, when did you first get on Twitter?" And I told them, oh. "I said," <laughs> and I told them about college football realignment and some of the kids on a Zoom on some of the what the hell are you talking about? And I'm just, and it was one of those where it's like, you know, you have that one guy like in the bar and he's like, he's smoking a cigarette and you say something. He's like, yeah, you had to be there, kid. It was, it was a wild goddamn time. It, it well, for you, for you, it was a wild time because you, no matter what, Kansas State was safe. Because Kansas was taking you where the fuck they were going to go. Okay. So I was well, first fans, off, it was not fun off, at all. Uh, for, first off, no. See, I was, at the time, I was actually uh, a KU student. I, I, I spent two and a half years at KU and then left school because, well, that shit's expensive. Um, but <laughs> so I was I was actually at K-State at the, or KU at the time, and there was there were Big East – People will deny this, but there were Big East officials actually making overtures towards uh, KU and K State. Like, hey, because you know you can get if essentially if you can get KU basketball, it's like holy shit. Yeah, and, they're, and trying, to, they're the, trying to rebuild the Big East basketball. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so when that happened, um, 
I, I made a call to somebody in the sports information department. I got yelled at for like two minutes and then they hung up the phone and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like there's, we all have stories from that time. And it's just kind of, it's funny trading stories with other people who, who had to deal with that. And like, it, yeah, it was just a, and this is in the early days of Twitter when, when information wasn't truly verified and vetted on the internet. I know kind of shocking, right? Um, so you were, you were literally scrolling to see what Chip Brown is saying, what some of these other national writers are saying. And then you're like, some of us who are just kind of cracking jokes and it's kind of like, Oh crap. We're just trying to laugh to keep from crying. There's no laughing. <laughs> oh, we know it's terrible. We, I'm, so, I'm so glad that I, so I became an, like I, I became an Iowa State fan when I went to college there. Before then, like, it, it didn't really matter. Like, I kind of just observed what the schools were doing in the state. And I am so glad that that was not until after the Big 12 missile crisis, because that would have been so fucking awful. Man, so funny story real quick. Uh, so the whole TV deal, like, with the whole Longhorn Network thing and and people, you know, I was saying at the time, it's kind of – you know, what the SEC is dealing with, with, you know, with their jump going from CBS to ESPN and ABC, I was saying, I was like, I think the Big 12 just needs to, you know, join up with, you know, NBC or CBS or just uh, like cling to somebody. Of course, you know, Fox wasn't really doing anything at the time. And I'm just like, uh, guys, um, did this. I feel like you need to cling to somebody because you're going to get lost in the shuffle. And people are telling me, oh, they have the ESPN deal. Guys, ESPN does not care about them anymore. And seeing what's happening now, I'm just like, oh, I was right 10 years ago. (laughs) You're welcome, America. Are you excited for the uh, Big 12 to snipe the Arizona schools? Oh, that's not next. That's not happening. Should like, they, people, they not people, like money? Uh, here's the thing. It's, I'm not saying that it's a lateral move for the Arizona schools, but I'd like, to see, money. Be, I'd like to see the Big 12 be a bit more stable before they start sniping away. Because essentially, if you get Larry Scott, if you lock Larry Scott in a, uh, you know, out of the room and let the adults take care of shit, they'll be fine. Well, my my thing with like the, talking about the Arizona schools and stuff is it's more just the Pac-12 conference in general. Like they're not making money. Their network, like a lot of the things they're doing, it's just like, all right, hit yakety sacks and let it play. Because do you get the that's, Big Twelve? That's more, do you get the Pac-12 that's network? More of the thing to me than that's more of the thing with them than anything. You live in Washington. Do you get the Pac-12 network? Can you turn your TV on and find it? Uh, buddy, I do not get the Pac-12 network out here. How the fuck does that scream stable? I don't. I don't get it at home. When when I was in my office, which you know offices were cool at a time, uh, we had it in our office. <laughs> I mean, and you can get it through like Xfinity cable, you know, which is our cable here. But I have uh, what's that? Um, YouTube TV, and that's not even an extension uh, out here. Um, so Larry Scott completely 
fumbled the TV deal like beyond recognition. And like honestly, even with, you know during the pandemic, you saw all these you know news outlets have to you know furlough and let go of all these people. I swore I thought they killed off the Pac-12 network. Like I didn't know that that thing existed until I want to say the first week of Pac-12 play, and I was like. Oh crap! They do have a game. They, like, wait, they have a game on there? Like, I figured it might be streaming on, you know, oh. on the. On I don't the think you understand how big of degenerates the three of us are. So trust me, we get pretty grumpy when we cannot find the goddamn Pac-12 network. I have gambled on Hawaii games in which I had to watch <laughs> on Facebook TV. So okay, I get, that's the problem. Yeah, we've done that. We've done that multiple nights. <laughs> I respect that, but you know, it's funny. I could actually get the Pac-12 network in Kansas. With our with our TV deal, with our or with our cable, nothing uh, deal pisses me off more than if I pick I fucking bet a Pac-12 over, or some craziness. And oh, you're just you're, podcast, you're just a foolish man. And a pack pass gets over like 10:30, and I go to like pull up my fucking betting app. I'm like, all right, all right, what channel is this bitch? I want to watch this. I'm gonna watch this game. Oregon versus Arizona State. Let's fucking Pac-12 network. I'm just like, well, that's just fucking pathetic. I just get angry. Like <laughs> I don't bet on Pac-12 games. I learned my lesson after. Uh, oh no, it was Washington Cal, and I was, I was actually in the game. The game Washington ended- over the years has, and by over the years, I mean literally over one year has cost me so much money because oh, my God, man. team needs to figure that out. one game. I lost on Washington. <laughs> they were a fourteen-point cup favorite. Uh, they didn't cover that. Um, then I I tripled down when they were down on the money line three separate times against – it might have been Wazoo. It wasn't Wazoo. It, might been, it was on some shit school. And they fumbled it all. I was – oh. Nothing like being angry from losing money, and there's literally no other game to bet at one in the morning. Like, that's the worst I, fucking feeling in the world. I was – so last year – Midnight last for you. Year, PM, I guess, yeah, or, for you. yeah, so last season, Cal and Washington are playing at Husky Stadium – me and a friend of mine this is we the go game. to the game. This is the yeah. fucking game. Yeah. So, mind you, I put I think I I think my parlay was 25 like I put 25 down on like a three-game parlay. I knew I knew LSU was going to win, so I was like, okay, cool. So, basically all I have to do is you know, Washington wins, I win big money. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Mind you, you have a thunderstorm, and of course, you know the guys with the you know you know thunderstorm rule. It's 35 minutes after the first lightning strike. You had several torrential downpour. Like literally, if there wasn't a lightning, you know, delay, you would have had to delay the game because literally you could not see, you know, four or five feet in front of you. Uh, because the the rain was so strong, and so yeah, I, re- I remember watching that game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it, it was cold. It was, and my buddy has season tickets, and so where he sits at, it's you're you're on the low level. You're maybe seven rows up, but you're in like the visitor section. So you had all these douchey Cal fans and Cal alumni that are there, and it's just it was so annoying. And, like, you have this small group of people that are still there. I mean, I swear to God, it might have been – it felt like watching a football game in, like, basically, like, it, it, it was a pandemic crowd. 
by the time that they by the time that they started that game over, it was so empty. Yet there were people there, and it was. And the reason we had to leave is that the train uh, was shutting down at like one or something. And we're like, okay, well, if nothing happens, we'll, we'll just go and you know listen to the game on the radio on the way back. And yeah, that was knowing that you probably lost on three figures because uh, Chris Peterson decided to just do whatever the hell that was. Uh, yeah, not fun. Uh, I miss going to football games, by the way. Like, so, I, so, I really of, miss that. So, speaking of football games, do I, we, we, one, of our, one of our founding members, who we all love, Tammy Duell, is a Boise State fan. And she, she lives in Idaho. And she said that they don't tailgate because like, the games are weird at times, you know, obviously. Like, do you do you pack 12 teams tailgate? Like, the rumor I heard is like, the closest thing to a Big 12 tailgate is, uh, is a pause tailgate. Or do they just, like, what, what, where, how do you rank the regions? Because I know you're from the Midwest, you know, they're now like, or is that just a lie that they don't, they do actually tailgate and it's just elitist from us on our side? It's very relaxed out here. Like, it's, it's super relaxed. It's like, Startling because I mean I've been to games in the SEC, uh, Big Twelve, uh, and it's so SEC. You know you start a tailgate Thursday. Um, if it's a big game, it's it's basically Tuesday. Um, but it's not like binge drinking down there, right? It's more like no, it's yeah, it's just everybody just kind of chill. Like you basically just set up and chill. Um, I, in, in the SEC, I like to call it a uh, fancy squatting because you know you're just <laughs> you set up your RV. That's really good. You, you, you set up your RV. Nobody, you know, bugs you or bothers you. It's just super chill and and, and super relaxed. And you're like, okay, and you're kind of getting revved up and you get in game mode. Um, in the Midwest, uh, I, I would when was it? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, Nebraska's second to last year in the Big 12, they came to KU, and, I mean, they they set up on, I want to say, like, maybe late Thursday afternoon, Friday. It was, this was Nebraska people, because, you know, when you live in the state of Nebraska, I'd want to leave, too. Um, and so, coming out here for, like, Washington, USC last year, Washington, you know, is hosting USC, and... Me, me and my you know, same friend, we go to the game, and it was just kind of – it was – and mind you, this was – I want to say this was an afternoon game on Fox. Uh, and like 2.30 was, or 3 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean it, was a, it was a sellout, don't get me wrong, but it was, it was like a developing sellout. At, like, at Washington? At Washington, USC is, you know, at, at this point in the season, USC was, was I'm not saying really good, but they were the type of, they were at the stage where it's like, okay, you know, Clay Helton has a big game. This is a, you know, he could get a, a major win here. And yeah, it was super relaxed going into the game. But, you know, once you're in game mode, it was like, oh man, this is awesome. But we missed like the first four minutes of it because, you know, the group we were with, we were just, it was just kind of chill. And I'm just like, what the 
fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like um, the game, the game's just kind of a, a, a afterthought of like, like yeah, yeah, this I is mean, gonna like, happen, and we'll get there and watch it eventually. Right, and and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like a lazy type. It was just more like, oh, if we miss kickoff, it won't be that bad. I mean, that's that's what kind of the attitude was. But I'm just like, dude, this is USC. National TV, and I'm I'm old school like right. that. So like it's a big it's, game. Yeah, so like this is a huge game in the Pac-12. Washington needs this. Like like the winner of this is still in the Pac-12 race. You need you know, you need to win this game, and and the fact that it's USC, a big crowd's coming in, and it was just kind of it was. I mean, the game was fine. I mean, I had fun. I got to make fun of USC fans <laughs> for four hours, uh, <laughs> and so. Yeah, just watching that, and it was very relaxed. It was different. Um, and they tailgate. I mean, they do sailgating out here, which basically is a bunch of people get on their boats, which is, I mean, it's cool. Like I've always wanted to do that. So, like, yeah. um, years ago, my sister went to UW for law school, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when, when she was out there, I became kind of a Seahawks sounders. Not necessarily a UW fan, but I kind of caught up to their tradition stuff. I saw all the shit about sailing. It's so cool to just go out there and do just once to just sit out in the water. And there's, like, yeah, you know, it kind of sucks because you just have to watch the game on the big screen in the stadium while you're on a boat. And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds terrible, man. <laughs> while you just pound beers, like, I'm cool with that. Um, it's, it's it's actually pretty chill. Um, there's some people that go into the stadium, but then at the same time, there's like there's some people who will just kind of chill on the boat because it's like I mean, I can I can get as drunk as I want on this boat and have a ball and not have to be around people. So I'm like, you know what? I ain't hating that. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. certain. That's certainly a way to experience it. I don't think I would want to do it all the time, but you know, once or twice a year would be a good time. It's like the rooftops at Wrigley. Like you just want to do it once just to say you did it, right? Like, like, like when people like ask you like me like, and it's not like an everyday question. Someone's like, "What's your like top ten like drinking spot?" I think like an '80s game on a rooftop in Wrigley would be like pretty high on that list before like it got like commercialized, right? No bleachers, just you know a guy knows a guy. You got some lawn chairs, you got a cooler. You're gonna watch your cubs get killed by twelve points. Runs. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a day. Um, You're good. No, I, I I do like like the the one the one Huskies football game I covered. They were playing Oregon State with Senior Day, and great, great. You know, I mean the the and when they call it the greatest setting in college football, when the sun is out and it's I mean it's shining off the lake like it is truly. You're like holy shit, this is beautiful, and you know, the the sun is perfect, and, you're like, you, you saw, you know, a bunch of boats just kind of chilling out there, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like McCovey Cove where everybody's just kind of, you know, just kind of waiting and chilling, but it was like, wow, like, this is really, like, this this is actually kind of cool, um, but, yeah, no, it's it was a different atmosphere, and, yeah, like, they tailgate out here somewhat, but it's very relaxed, it's not... I'm used to, you know, because when I was at K-State, I lived across the street from uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium, and I would just walk to the game, and it was it was awesome. Because, I mean, you could be – you could leave your apartment, and boom, 
smoke, you know, of barbecue and all this. And, and it was truly like, it felt like you were headed to an event here. It's super relaxing. You're like, Oh, I'm just headed to a football game. Like it doesn't have that. Oh shit. Like this is, this is about to be super fun and I'm going to have a good time. Like you're going to have a good time, but it's, 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 it's a different vibe for sure. Okay. All right. So back into the uh, random question. Well, what is the worst injury you ever sustained that if you just would have thought about it for a second, like just a, a second? It's my it favorite happen. question. I, mean, Ooh, I can give you my okay. example. My example right. is terrible. Yes, you have and, to. You always have to give your example because it's the best. Because everyone loves when the Ted gets stabbed. It's fine. Of a good Ted Stab story. So, so my uh, my first year at Iowa State, uh, I love a dude whose parents were uh, big time pork producers, which is you know when you're from Southeast Iowa, that's a given. And we would have we would have a freezer stocked full of pork, and we had these pork patties. But they were I was really hungry. I was sober. I need to, this makes it worse. I was sober it was like a random Tuesday afternoon, and I was going to put some fucking pork patties on the George Foreman. But they were frozen. So, Andrew, how would you get these patties separated? Uh, I would would at least, you know, let them thaw out in uh, in room temperature. Nope. Jesus Christ. So what you're telling me is what you wouldn't do was hold them in your left hand and grab a knife with your right hand oh, and no. attempt to pry them apart. And then yeah. proceed to stab yourself with that said knife as the patties broke apart. Well, like you the got center, the job done. In the center of your hand. So then it would never heal. Every time you clinched the fist, the scab would break open. I had Dude. a Christ-like hand, three months straight. It, like, literally oh just... God. It didn't go all the way through the other side. Blessed. But because you thought it was a good I'm, idea to try and pry the I'm, I'm staring at the scar right now. Over. It's on my hand. It's a centimeter-type scar with a bump. It's, like, it's up off, like, the palm, because it took forever to heal. It's like a lump. Yeah. I can touch it. If it was Braille, oh, so I would gross. be reading something. Yeah, so don't – Eric, that's that's mine. <laughs> You're up. Okay. Uh, so I've had multiple injuries. Um, you know, I've uh, when I was four years old, I've gone – I went through a window. I was chasing my sister around the house. But I've broken my arm twice, um, both playing football. Uh, one, one reason why – one reason why I'm in the booth now. Um, but I think the – most like the one that I can go back and I'm like, yeah, I could have thought that out a little better. I was, Oh, and I've torn my, I've torn both Achilles um, playing sports. Once again, one reason why I'm in the booth now. Um, I went and it's okay. Um, I was playing baseball. Oh God. I want to, I was on my summer team and we were in a tournament. I was playing first base, pop up hits. And I'm the type that, if you tell me to run through a wall, don't have to say anything else. I'm going to run through a wall for you. 
And so, which I almost took this literally, I'm, I, I just dart towards, uh, I, I have a good, I have a good beat on the ball. And so I, if meeting my glove and everything's going well, I'm looking up at the ball. And then all of a sudden I hear a fence. I hear a chain link oh fence. Oh no. And I pop. I mean, I, it was like, you're looking, uh, I, I feel like, you know when you take one of those hits where like a, a quote unquote a decleater, like it was literally I'm looking up at the ball and then all of a sudden everything just went straight up, and so I bump into the fence. I mean I I was going full speed, and I pot back. Jersey gets ripped open. Um, people were worried that I like punctured uh, a lung or or something because I, I flew into this motherfucker, and so. I just, I mean, <laughs> I fly into the fence, fly back out. I mean, there was like a permanent like indention on the fence for the rest <laughs> of the game. It's like the Henry Rotten game, <laughs> Rotten Goer or whatever. From yeah. And so, because you don't get through the ball. Right. And so I get up. I'm fine. Like, I finished the game. I don't know how. But I'm like, man, I'm, I'm having trouble breathing. And so oh, Jesus. my mom's like, well, well, here's my thing. My mom's like, okay. Uh, can you sleep through the night? And I was like, yeah, I can. I mean, it was, it was one of those it was like, yeah, like I can, like I can. Are you hurt or are you injured? Right. And I'm like, okay. So like I finished, you know, finish the game, go to bed, wake up the next morning. And I tell you, I, (laughs) and and this is during the summer. So my mom's at work. I grabbed the phone. I'm like, mom, you may have to come get me because I cannot (laughs) breathe right now. And so I, I have a shirt on. I slept with a shirt on. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I, at first I'm like, oh, God, I broke a rib. Like I did. I had this big bruise. Like it was literally like across my chest, this big like red and purple bruise. And we go into – and once again, since I actually feel the pain and I'm not having the adrenaline of actually playing a sport – uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, and the next day everything hurt. Uh, so I go to the doctor's office and I literally bruised the front section of my ribs, like the, like all of it, all of it's bruised. Um, and they, they did an MR. They're like, there were no breaks, but the front side of both of both sets of ribs are severely bruised. And I was like, oh, so I didn't break anything? They were like, he was like, no, but I'm sure he was like, but, but what you described, it feels like you broke a few ribs. I was like, yeah, it does. It feels like that. Um, so, like, knowing that I've broken two, you know, broken two, broke my arm twice, torn both Achilles, you know, had all these other injuries, that is the one injury that I'm like, okay, I could have avoided, you know, two weeks of – Oh God! I, it hurts to breathe. It hurts if to I do anything. Just, yeah. If I had just slowed down a little bit, like it, it was one of those where I was like, I'd rather you just break the ribs now, so I can just, just please, just do this. Like it's like I'm at the edge of brutal pain, and you aren't pushing me over. You, you aren't pushing me over the limit. Why? Just God, just please, just, just please kill me now. <laughs> Never run into a fence, kids. Yeah, bru- bruised ribs are. I think they talk about bruised ribs being worse than broken ribs. 
uh, yeah. for those reasons, just like they talk about like severe sprains being worse than breaks. It's it's awful. I I've bru- I bruised ribs once in high school playing football, and it was a very bad time for yeah at least a week, week and a half. I don't, Almost, uh, uh, I don't, I don't envy your position of like literally <laughs> all of your ribs being bruised at all. I, I once went to my friend's house in Ames and I was trying to sneak in his back door and I attempted to do a, a Superman jump over a chain link fence. Don't know why. And it scraped like a, like three lines up my chest. And here's the thing when you're drunk and you're doing a Superman jump, like basically I, I grabbed the fence and then there's no way to land that, except with your face and your shoulder in the dirt. <laughs> you, you would have had to try to tuck and roll or something. I don't know how. You, yeah, I didn't tuck or like. roll. I literally cut myself, and then face planted in in hard dirt. But it's fine. It's all we live. We learn. Like Andrew, he ran to a fence full speed. We don't want to break ribs. Ribs are bad. But yeah. Sorry, got distracted. All right, Andrew. And their question, and I lost it. I don't. I could talk about WWE and professional wrestling, but then we would just bore everyone because I could. I could talk to you for an hour. I, I have <laughs> a question. I have a question. All right. Oh yeah, Jake. sure. Actually, I don't know which one of these I want to ask. All right, we'll ask the the sports one. So you can do both. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got others. Maybe I'll I'll ask uh, another one later. But so all, there's a these list of sports feats, and it's going to be which one would you rather do? And they're all in like a championship game or tournament situation right so it's hit a walk-off home run hit a buzzer beater three uh hit a uh uh game-winning soccer goal you know an extra time or whatever uh hit a 50-yard field goal as time expires or hit a 70-foot putt putt like in a playoff to win Ooh. um so i've already hit a walk-off home run um so that was fun. Uh, honestly, it might be scoring an extra time in soccer uh, because I, I I feel like you know when you've seen you've you've seen a you know you've seen a game winning field goal, made a game winning you know shot in something. I feel like that extra time goal and knowing that and soccer fans are crazy and knowing that you know you're gonna set off just mass hysteria by putting a ball in the net that that might be pretty cool to experience yeah i think that's probably fair uh i i don't remember who um who i asked that to last time and their answer was like a walk-off home run like and i guess part of the one of the caveats that's hard to like put in here is the like the walk-off home run would be like to win a World Series. The buzzer beater would, you know, in the NBA would be to win a championship, that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think not everybody probably has the appreciation for you know hitting a, a game-winning goal in a in a in soccer. That's something that not all of us, I guess, are super into or whatever. So I didn't like how uh, Andrew's obviously a Sounders fan, and we all hear one. Well, I don't, I don't know if Jake did. No, me and Ted did. We definitely won money on the night that the uh, the Minnesota soccer team pissed down our legs in the playoffs. <laughs> so I was I was watching the game. I, I wasn't you know wasn't there covering it, but I'm watching this. And soccer is one of those sports where it's like the things that you do in the 25th and 20 and 35th minute of the game. If you're still making those mistakes, they come back to haunt you. And I'm just like Seattle's gonna 
going to either tie this game or win it. Like this, this is not going to end well for Minnesota. And then of course it didn't end well for Minnesota. So no, that was, that was pretty It's cool. like a random Thursday night too. Like that's like a, that's, like, that's just a pure 20 thing, 2020 thing. Where, like there's no sports on. We're all gambling on MLS. You're right. Like it's, it's literally the only thing on. Like I like you, you pull up your app and like live sports. Oh, there's a soccer game going on. Ten fifteen on Thursday. All right. I'll bet this. Twitter says Seattle should win this. Where I've made looking? I've made one one uh, MLS bet in my life and I lost it. It was on uh, the what the well that uh, one night I lost a lot of money for the MLS because I lost the MLS bet. And then the Sounders and the Timbers to draw, I think. Yeah. Oh, was that the, was that in the playoff a few years ago? No, it wouldn't have been that long ago. It was probably just some random. Literally just some random game. Random uh, gotcha. Yeah, right. and I mean I that's those Sounders and Timbers. They're always they're always neck and neck. Um, so yeah, like it was two to one. Not necessarily a bad bet, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but they are ones that it always seems like you know somebody comes out one goal ahead and they they fight back and forth so much. Um, and they have, I mean, granted. I guess I don't want to exclusively say him because, but I think they kind of led the led the charge of that uh, like that whole European soccer culture with MLS. Like you, you saw it with Atlanta like two years ago uh, when they won the MLS Cup, and uh, Columbus does a good job. Sporting KC does a good job now. Like, but I think the Sounders and the Timbers were kind of the first ones that went all in and played that, uh, you know, just they were selling out their stadiums and they were doing loud ass fucking games where everybody was doing chants and cheering on their team. And it was, it was really cool to watch come up. And then now you obviously have a lot more teams doing that. Um, and so, like I said, I guess, like I said earlier, that all kind of happened when my sister was living in Seattle, so I, I fell in love with the Sounders. I still like the Sounders, and it, um, I bet on them more often than I probably should. But uh, they're they're a lot of fun to watch. Like that stuff has has grown on me. Like the MLS used to be very unexciting. It's, it's so speaking so of that. Andrew, how many how many how how many years are we away from soccer overtaking the NFL? Twenty years. Uh, that's never gonna happen. That's, here's it, the thing. It, I, don't, I don't I don't know how you but like in my small town area, like in my community and like the surrounding communities, high school football is drying up. Oh, it, it, for just, sure, for sure. They don't have the players because parents aren't letting their kids play. Right, like at some point. You're gonna lose the players, right? Oh Am no, I, just... I, I I agree. Um, I think for if, if that does happen and and you do see that, it's gonna take a an earth shattering holy shit event, and that is the United States winning the World Cup. <laughs> like, and, 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 and I'm not trying to you know be I'm not trying to you know speak into hyperboles or you know. But it's going to have to take that moment. I, and frankly, I think that soccer has passed uh, hockey and baseball 
like it's the third sport in this country because you know the country's evolving and how do you get to play soccer? Like, I mean, I live in a yeah, small sure. town in Iowa, and like, we have like my my eight year old plays flag football, and they literally only had two teams, and they played a best of five series in soccer. When you play, there is five teams, right? It's coming. I got oh, yeah, no, it's, word it. it's it's clo- I think it's closer than people think. Within, you know, like you said, within 20 years or so. But but it's going to take that earth sh- – like, U.S. soccer, especially the men, and, you know, all due respect to the women, um, but the men's – winning the World Cup on the men's side would mean so much. Because I, I, it's like the women have done their job in helping build soccer – in this country, but it's about time the men kind of you know do their job and 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 play their part. And I think that's what is going to put things over the top. Can I, can I kind of babysit that? And can we just at least shoot for making the World Cup first? Because that's apparently turned into a problem. You never yeah. realize like how many like soccer fans you follow on Twitter until I would say I sorry I would say. Well, the U.S. World Cup is the outside of soccer. They, they are. some random game, the fucking Trinidad-Tobago on a Tuesday, and half your timeline is just, like, burn it all down. And you're like, burn what all down? What are we so the, angry about? Like, that game forever, should they should replay that game nonstop in the no, U.S. men's just, hey, motivation. this is what you did. This is, what you, this is where <laughs> we were and four years ago. Four years ago, this is where we were. Sean is definitely yeah. a shoved a dog poo in the dog's face person. <laughs> Look at your mess. Look at the what mess you, you made. <laughs> Look what you made me do. You made me do this to you. Yeah, I think and, the, the, the and soccer... I hate a lot of the dudes who are on like the ESPN broadcasts of the World Cup and stuff like that. But like the, I think it's the Taylor Twelman video that goes around. Just what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? That should live forever. Like that yeah. is the perfect video to uh, sadly <laughs> the perfect video to sum up U.S. soccer because it's like okay, you your war chest is stupidly large. Yeah, you, you you find it took you decades to actually like feel good about and uh, to, how I put it to not feel guilty about taking dual citizen dual citizenship players like it, right. Yeah, like uh, Ger- Germany figured that out, and they're like, "Wait a minute, we can, we can do this. We can yeah. take whoever we want." <laughs> yeah, and it's just kind of like, like the U.S. It, it felt like they wanted to play by the rules, and I'm just like, guys, like you for the this, first time ever, it, it, right? And it's like, guys, you can actually do this. Like it's okay. FIFA allows it. Uh, FIFA FIFA's kind of like Queensberry rules. They just make it up as they go along. Do it. Yeah, oh, speaking of Queensberry rules, Andrew, did you get into Australian rules football like us three during I, the early years of 2020? I <laughs> so I tried. I miss Australian I rules football. I keep looking I for it. It's not Korean on. I, I I I was watching Korean baseball. I watched. Well, a little... of course you can, because you're two hours behind us. Okay, so it's at 10:30 for you. Funny story. 
I spent, uh, I was in a casino one time and there was a concert. I didn't want to go to the concert because I wasn't like a fan of the artists that my friends were. So like they have like this concert hall that's kind of adjacent to, you know, the casino or whatnot. And so I'm just like, y'all can go to the concert, have fun, whatever. I'm going to sit here and gamble. And so I'm gambling and mind you, this is 2 a.m. I'm watching Aussie rules football while this, and I had to move, yeah, I had to move, I had to move like three slots down because this woman was just hammering Virginia Slim. Like it is just like, they're going out of style. And I'm like, Oh my God. Um, And so I'm watching like Australian rules football. So like, that's like my one memory of watching Aussie rules football, like 2 AM while I won, like, I'm pretty sure, was probably like two dollars and seventy seven cents at a casino. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tez has favorite Korean rules football, Korean baseball teams. He always tell me like who I had to bet on when getting Korean baseball. Like it was like the Lions I, and someone else. It was it was the Dinos and the uh uh ba, 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 ba. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But it was if you you could run them as a parlay most nights and it'd be like plus one sixty and they finished it. They were the two teams that met in the finals this year. Um, so it it won you money more often than not. There was a there was a there was a there was a four week stretch where I would go to bed on Saturdays losing money, and I'd bet I'd parlay the four teams in Australian rules football the favorites, and I would wake up making money. Like I don't know how like how that works in Australian rules football, but like the favorites cashed on an incredibly high rate. And, you know, it happens. Or, you know, you get pissed drunk and you bet Russian ping pong and you lose your ass. So, oh, my God. Why are you doing that? Okay. You know what I'm doing? Sometimes I, you bet an MLS soccer game and they lose in the last 30 <laughs> seconds. And then you tilt bet <laughs> fucking ping pong for an hour. And then you lose the all problem. that. And then you tilt bet but, Chinese hey, basketball. Hey, hey. And then you wake up and you're fucking down 25 units. Because shit happens on Thursday. There is no reason we have to get into discussing extreme degenerate behavior here. Right. I was just this is going into a dark hole. And I'm like, wait a minute, do you need help? I I bet $650 on a Liverpool money line once when they were 80 minutes into a game up 2 nothing. So I could win $4. That stressed me out so hard. Like some of the things that I won $4. We that, that fucking that 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 night that I lost twenty five units was after a fucking Monday baseball game. I went upstairs <laughs> and I saw an MLS game and I was like, I'm gonna bet like he said, a large amount of money to win a little bit more money, just like get a little ahead. And the other team scored two goals in the last two minutes. And I lost that, and then I tried salvaging on ping pong, which I could not watch, and I lost that. And I tried salvaging it on Chinese basketball, and I lost that. And I mean, for a very bad Friday morning when I woke up and I realized what I had done. Like, it was great. I'm actually now, I've just now caught up. I think yesterday I finally caught back up from that evening, and that was three months ago. So, yay, because the Raiders covered the over. Andrew's just shaking his head. He's just shaking his head at us right now. You know what? No, no, I'm not shaking shaking my head. I, we've all done that. Like, okay, (laughs) perfect example. Notre Dame and Michigan are playing in 2011, and we got a whole bunch of people over. Notre Dame, of course, chokes because they hate me as much as I love them. 
so they lose. I just go out on my porch. I'm smoking a cigar. I have, I don't know. I, I just know I was drinking. And I don't say anything to anybody for like an hour. And Been there. one of my, just one of don't my talk best. To me, yeah. And, and the thing is, if, if Notre Dame loses a game, I like, especially if I'm like emotionally invested in it, like as I've gotten older and they've gotten better and they just get blown out in bowl games, I'm just like, oh, okay, you know what? Hey, guess what? Were you in that bowl game? No, you weren't. Go fuck yourself. Um, but no, I'm just kind of whatever. Like, you uh, you enjoy that Camping World Bowl champion fucker. Enjoy that. Uh, I you, you know what? I actually am happy for you guys. Like I'm like genuinely. I as much crap as I give Iowa State fans. I actually enjoy Iowa State fans. Um, so this this is this so this feels kind of like there the y'all took types of Iowa State fans. But I'm, we'll let you tell your story. We'll come back to it. All right. I was say this so is like, the this balcony. Is like, yeah. Uh, so I'm on the balcony getting just, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm drinking and smoking till I don't feel feelings. Um, and <laughs> one of my best friends just walks out and he's like, Hey, Andrew, um, uh, Hawaii's playing the late game. And, <laughs> and, and it's a seven and a half. This is the most dangerous words. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm sitting there and I just turn around. I'm sitting in this, in this lawn chair and I just turn around. I just say, has the game started yet? He was like, "They're kicking off in 15 minutes. You wanna, you want in on it?" And I felt like I was a little kid after like somebody oh. stole my bike, and his dad's like, "Hey, buddy, you wanna go get ice cream?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, let's let's go bet on Hawaii." And so oh my I God. there, sad, drunk as fuck. I think I won that night, and I'm just like, "Oh, I woke up the next day, I'm like, oh, the world isn't so bad." And then I had people reminding me of what happened the night before, and yeah. Um, I love waking up to bets I do not remember making. Like I went, like you like you like make a mental note. Well, oh, this I have eighty five bucks in my account. You wake up next day on a Sunday. Well, oh, so is there one hundred and two dollars in my account? When did what? When did this happen? Like and then you, like, you look. Like, oh, oh, I bet Hawaii to cover at one fifteen a.m. Okay. Yeah, I March. I did one of those this month. <laughs> so can I can I tell a quick story of a former. Uh, KU quarterback, seeing him in a bar, I think, I don't know if he was gambling, but I saw Todd Reason just like <laughs> drunk off the bat, completely lose his shit. Like he was so excited about a play. Like, I don't know if he was betting, but it was a late, it was a late pack. To, oh, a Mountain West game. It was a Mountain West game. And he was just like super excited and I'm sitting at the bar with like two or three of my friends and we're just looking at me like this dude was literally God four years ago. What happened to him that he's like excited as hell that he won a, I don't know if he won a bet, but he's like the happiest person in this bar watching Mountain <laughs> West football. <laughs> I, w- I once, I once won a large amount of money on Arizona in a basketball game when I meant to bet Arizona State. So I was too drunk and I hit the wrong Arizona school. And then sweated it for two hours. Like, it happens. I understand Todd Reason. You know, we've all been there. Maybe <laughs> yes. it's just me. Yes, we have. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like, it happens. Like, so, Nordane's in the playoffs, though. Ah, Again. fuck. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'm going to drink some more. <laughs> 
the, yeah, the good thing is it's never gone poorly for them. Um, <laughs> everyone's going to be rooting for you guys. You're only, what, negative 21? Everyone's going to be rooting for them? Wait, what? Are they playing Bama? I don't know we're going to be Bama. Sadly, yeah. if they are. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that that automatically defaults to me rooting for Notre Dame. I am not going to be cheering for Notre Dame. <laughs> who, who else? All right. Seriously? Who yeah, seriously. Clemson has a championship. Bama has a championship. Ohio State has a championship. I'm going to root for that Bama team to do what they, they've they been doing. And, yeah, I and hope they win by 40. 25 points yeah. and 30 points. I don't <laughs> want that. I know. I, I'm I, like, and I don't even do that spitefully, but. I mean, uh, you, mean, like you see some of the asshole polls I put up, Andrew. The, uh, yeah. Would you rather win the uh, Fiesta Bowl or lose the Bama 28 points? Right? Like, it's good luck, gonna, I guess. They're going to destroy us. I mean, I, 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 my analysis is, is, is this. Uh, everything <laughs> needs to go right for Notre Dame. Like, literally. I love like the, the stars. You're like, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, and I'm not trying to like be an asshole when I say this, but it's like everything needs to go right for them to win. And Bama is the type of team that literally, and it happened in the national championship game where it's like you, when they played in 2012, it was you have one or two bad possessions. Alabama takes, takes advantage of it. And you know, you're down seven now all of a sudden you're down 21 and Notre Dame can't let that happen. And on Notre Dame's best day and Alabama's worst, Notre Dame probably loses by two touchdowns. I don't know if I would take it that far, but my thing about like Bama this year, and it's, it's like my, the way that I see that game going is more about Alabama's offense and what it's turning into more than anything. Alabama's offense, like analytically, is above or at least on par with what LSU was last year. Like and it's, that pro- is it's prolific. As hell. It's, pro- it's prolific. Like it's record-settingly so, like, prolific. So, so you're a Notre Dame fan. What is what makes you happy? I mean, <laughs> um, no, no, I mean this. I'm not being an asshole. Like, I mean, getting to the playoffs and get destroyed can't be the answer. Would you rather win the Camping World Bowl versus Ohio State? Would you rather win the Orange Bowl? Like, what what brings you happiness? Honestly, and and, and I'm not trying to you know throw shade. No, at no, you, you no, that's fine. I'm just asking because like I'm I'm not a fan of a I'm a a Bears fan who used to be a Dolphin fan and Ohio State fan. I'm a Cub fan who now hates his ownership and his team. I like, hate Brian Kelly, so it so it's fair. Um, no, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm happy that the program is in relevant shape. Like, that is what I'm happy with. Like, yeah, it sucks that Notre Dame is – Brian Kelly probably has the best run of, at Notre Dame since Lou He Holt. killed a kid. Yeah, sadly. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Brian Kelly's had the best run at Notre Dame, and this is probably his best team that he's been there. The issue is you've got three other programs that are literally on just another level than everybody else in the country. And right. so there's got, I think there's got to be perspective when you think about where the Notre Dame program has been and where it was and where it's at now. I mean, hell, we were four and eight in 2016, like where Michigan 
Texas, Penn State, Nebraska, like where those programs are at now, that was Notre Dame for a good 15 years. And so to go from that to, and you can, and people can say, oh, well, they don't deserve to be in the playoff. There's literally 12 to 14 programs that are in Notre Dame situation year in, year out. And just this year, it, they, it just so happened to be their turn to get in and probably get blasted by Alabama. Man, so, man, there's no yeah, good answer, man. It, it just sucks. Man. And it, and it worked for them. Like they're, again, you're, you're in the playoff. You can't be disappointed in making yeah. the playoff. Well, um, the about, you know, then joining a conference. Oh, well, they got to join a conference. You know, people want to take away from Notre Dame's win over Clemson. Look, they Clemson had an off night. Notre Dame was was on fire. Oh, right, um, they were spot on the day they and, Trevor Lawrence and, and, beat that Notre Dame team that night. Like well, that's not exactly, and and that's the thing that people forget. Like uh, forty-seven points. Like like Clemson pre Notre Dame and Clemson post Notre Dame are two different teams. And that's – you don't even have to have Trevor Lawrence out there. Like, that team is clicking like crazy. Um, they're they're playing a much better brand of football. And I, I – that's why, like, last week I'm just like, oh, oh, Notre Dame's playing Clemson. Okay, like, like hey, guys, this is going to be fun for, you know, a few quarters. So uh, just take it in for what, what you can. And – a few quarters turned into like ten minutes, so yeah, um, it's probably going to be like that this time. But you know, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Um, I just know that the jokes are coming, and it's like, okay, tell me who can actually step up to one of these teams, right? Well, and that's the, especially like so the way it's going. Like, I understand the playoff committee isn't going to set up a three-peat between Clemson and Notre Dame in the playoffs or whatever. But, like, you're telling me that Notre Dame losing – granted, it was – Clemson kind of – It was a beatdown. Go ahead and say it was uh, a beatdown. Right. But then you're telling me that Ohio State beat Northwestern by, what, eight, nine, ten points? And that's enough to put them over that? Yeah. And they're not not – I – and I, and I understand through all of this garbage that has been this college football year, they're giving Ohio State every single benefit of the doubt. But come on. Like, you're just giving them a pass that, just, well, you beat Northwestern. It <laughs> you snuck by Northwestern. Yeah. It exposed so much ugliness. It exposed, like, this year, for all of, you know, for all of the, I would say it's a great story. Uh, and, and I'm very happy for them. But you know, it, it, this season, for all the good that happened, it exposed such a – I mean, we all knew the underbelly was ugly. But to have it just be kind of shrugged off by the establishment, that is where it's like, yeah, congratulations, wow. you're going to get Clemson, Alabama. Like, literally, they could have played what? that. Right, they handed it to them. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they could have showed everything night. Just showed everybody how the system works. I mean, you have yeah. you have Ohio State get the better right. out and get in, was... and then you have you have the group of five get shrugged off, and it it just shows that it just showed how it how we all assumed it worked, but 
that's what their formula is. Right. And Ohio State showing absolutely nothing still gets in because they didn't lose and they're yeah, and it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter though because they make money. Like it, they, they've been showing their cards for six years now since TCU got completely ass fucked in fourteen. Well, that's the so that's yeah that's the thing I was gonna say about like if, I don't if have TCU a makes the playoffs in fourteen, they win the they win the championship. Well, I don't I'll go my goddamn that, but, um, Ooh, I don't. I don't uh, hang on. Ohio I don't know State about that type, destroyed everyone that year, and TCU beat was they beat what Ole Miss that year, oh, 59 to ten. Yeah, yeah. That game, I, I that's a very that interesting. Year, I would have wanted to see Oregon and TCU. That game would have been fun as hell. Right. Yeah. So, but my sorry, Ted just taking over, jumping in on. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done pissing. Uh, I'm done. The. Uh, but what I was going to say about you brought up earlier about people bitching about Notre Dame not being in a conference. I don't, I don't dislike Notre Dame being independent because their schedule is difficult. The thing that it, I find interesting and what the playoff committee has flip-flopped on over and over is the Notre Dame not playing a championship game thing. And in 14, when TCU got left out when they beat the piss out of Iowa State, uh, they they marked that not having a championship game and that 13th data point as the reason. And then they also absolutely just completely got rid of that point when they put Ohio State in when they didn't play in a championship game. Well, the guy I, in I charge care. of the whole playoff votes on whether he gets to overrule the votes or the rules to put Ohio State in the Big Ten yeah, championship. Yeah, it's just that's, – <laughs> that's what's dumb, and that's my only bitch about like – uh, that I would ever have against Not that Notre anybody Dame. in this world that's not named Gary Barta is defending Gary Barta, but yeah, he might not be a good person. Eh? Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary, so here's here like the thing that pissed me off about this year is literally Cincinnati was like doing a no call no show, and it was like you know at, at, like they work at Target, and you're like no, like, like <laughs> dude. We literally cannot leave our house right now, and then you you essentially just penalize them for that. Right. And 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 you know, kind of going back to an earlier point with Iowa State, I didn't have a problem with ranking. I think I I think that you need to you need to start the rankings in November. Like you don't like no AP, no coaches poll. Just start the rankings. Yeah, in those November. polls are a joke. And because it's like you could clearly see that they were like. Oh shit, we we messed up the Coastal Carolina position last week, so we'll just make up for it now. And then it's like, oh man, we messed up Iowa State's position last week. Let's do it. So you're 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 leapfrogging teams to to save you know embarrassment and 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 try right. to cover up errors, but you end up making bigger errors. And yeah, it's and they've done this every year. And once again, this is what happens when you're single. And you have a lot of time on your hands. You're looking at, you know, you're 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 looking at poll metrics, and you kind of like, oh, that's not right. You kind of look deeper, and you're like, wait a minute, oh yeah, they completely screwed this up because they screwed it up before. And so yeah, right. no, it's no, like, and it's all been especially this year in a weird year of staggered starts, and you know, they didn't rank the Big Ten until you know four other conferences into the year like it's still to this moment right now I think they're still getting a backdoor credit to Indiana for beating number eight Penn State that's oh, not number eight Penn State that's that's 
another eight from the bottom Penn State. They're a garbage team. They haven't done anything. But they got all that credit right out the gate of they beat number eight Penn State. And then they're just like, well, they they didn't lose to anybody. They lost to Ohio State by seven a game, and good for them. That's that's great. Um, and then what's, you what's beat fr- Wisconsin. Like, cool. What's frustrating for us and Indiana fans and um, K-State fans or Oregon fans is like, and, and it's summed up this year during the Iowa State-Texas game. So Iowa State's down by six. What did we end up winning that game by, boss? You always know this shit. Like, what was your name? Well, like, they uh, spent. three, I think. Hang on. Yeah, we won like, by three because the missed 57-yard field goal. Yeah, was right. so yeah. like, but, like, the, but the final drive, so Brees Hall runs for 15 yards, and then they literally take – they literally cover up the screen to discuss a college football playoff for two minutes in a game in which the two teams will never make the playoff. Like – the networks are so obsessed with these Final Four, they ignore the the more fun storylines, which is Iowa State, everyone in that Big 12 championship, or like just in general. And that's what's infuriating me. Like, that's like this college football ranking show. Everyone's all pissed at Iowa State. And Iowa State fans are just out here fucking celebrating because we're getting fucking named. We don't, we don't know. We don't, we, don't, we don't give a shit we make the Final Four. We don't want to make the Final Four. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't want Notre Dame's spot to go get 50 points. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, we don't want to get, get 50 on fucking national television on well, January not at this 1st. point. I'd rather go win a Fiesta Bowl than, than that at this point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's, just, it's, 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 it's inferior. You cannot watch a college football game between two good teams without them just discussing a playoff when it shouldn't – that should not even be a talking point. During those games, oh, like the sure. Oregon, Oregon. Well, who did Oregon play in that fog bowl? Was it Oregon State? Or, yeah, right? Oregon State. And the whole time it was like, if Oregon loses this game, they're not in the playoff. Like, who gives a shit? I just yeah. talk like about it, the it probably game. doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> it, right, they but, didn't have a pass. But then, yeah, but then was. you have like these ESPN personalities <clears throat> bitching on Twitter about how. Why is everyone upset to the college football playoff by Curve Street? It's killing the games. I'm like, motherfucker, you're on the show. It's the call coming from inside the house. Right. The college football playoff has killed the dream season. Like you look at you look at Indiana, Iowa State. Like Indiana should, you know, in a normal year, you know, if the Rose Bowl's open, Indiana's playing in the Rose Bowl. Indiana hasn't been to the Rose Bowl since nineteen sixty seven. Or sixty-eight, you know, sixty-eight haven't been there. But it wouldn't 60. matter because they'd be talking about how in the NFL makes the playoff. They would not be celebrating, right? Right. And so that's what I'm like, it's like that major accomplishment. Like Iowa State would more than likely be in either the, you know, in the festival sure. or, or, or yeah, yeah or the, and now that's that's not. It's there you are know, actually. It, there are actually, and it's a very small number of like old, older people, but there are a lot of people that hold the Rose Bowl, like a Rose Bowl appearance, higher than the college football playoff. Like, oh, that's absolutely. And that, like, but and it I doesn't matter that the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl's like the, the New Year's Six are, are are good, and you wanna you wanna go there. That means you had a good season, but that doesn't going to the Rose Bowl is significantly less as far as an achievement than going being in the Final Four. And it's a damn shame too. 
It's really a shame. And yeah, no, hearing her like I like Herb Street. I know a lot of people don't like him. I know I, I normally like, like him. Yeah, it but, depends but on the, the week. Yeah, and it, it, this whole oh man, you know the system's so bad. It's like you're 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 complaining about a system that your company is literally pimping. It's like you can't complain about. It's like why is the forest so bad? Maybe you should stop preventing forest fires. I don't know. Um, it's it, it's it's frustrating. It's like the manager of Hooters discussing sexism by being the manager of Hooters. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you're just like guys, like watching, and and that's the thing that like if you do it all on the same day, if you put the coaches, AP, and uh, and I know some of you guys have probably seen this rant on Twitter, but hell, I'll bring it here. Um, if you put the coaches. AP and playoff poll out on the same day, same time, you you create more transparency than you would believe, and you aren't having all these old asses in Grapevine, Texas, looking at each other, hey, you watch this game, Fred? No, I sure didn't, but let's vote on these teams. Yeah, well, like some like some of these voters have not seen yeah that's we're still even carrying a coaches poll is insane it's, because it's all, it's all SIDs you, doing right this, you get and through and all like, of this stuff and even but and the people is just as bad because how many that's, yeah, how many that's fucking college say. football reporters went to big 10 schools 85% well, no, it's not, even that. it's not even that, Ted. How many how many people from the East Coast on the East Coast are staying up until two a.m. to watch the the Pac-12 play or not a damn person, whatever. Like the, it's the, the McCaffrey people thing, voting, man. The people voting in no, the AP, was, yeah, the people voting weird. for the AP poll, and the, like all of anyone that is voting in those polls is not watching enough college football to actually be informed enough to be voting in them. We're all degenerate gamblers. We don't, we don't watch enough college football play. You know, right? Like, things came out, you know, that it, you know, Christian McCaffrey didn't get Heisman votes because a lot of Heisman voters on record said they didn't stay up that late oh, yeah, to watch I didn't, college I didn't football. Stay up till midnight to watch him play. Well, what the hell are you doing then? And like, just, what are we doing so, here? So you're in charge of, you're the people that are in charge of this multi-billion dollar non-profit industry get out of here like it's just it, it all sucks man like it's all about the sec it's all about it's a i don't know how you fix it there's no fix right you well, I mean, you, I mean, you you can you can i think you can fix it and i i think that it, it is it's going to take and once again you're getting all these examples of how bad the plant like they want to expand the playoff I feel like I'm the scientist. It has to the go to 16. Movie. It can't go to 8. It has to go to well, 16. No, it, it can't go to 8. Well, so if you're going to do that, this is what you do. Everybody, if you're, Even if you're going to expand it, everybody's got to play nine conference games. If that requires Notre Dame joining a conference, so be it. Um, right. If they can keep their independence, cool. Whatever. Well, you can, can make sure that they play uh, – yeah, whatever. At least a a majority uh, ACC games. Like if they a play majority together, ACC, or you make sure that their strength of schedule their strength of schedule has to be good enough to be considered, or whatever. And yeah, just but, and, and, and generally that's not a problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But but the thing is, like, you have to have a. The, the, we know the system isn't. You can't, you can't have the SEC in week 
10 playing an FCS school and having a basically you know a bye week. Honestly, I don't have a problem with that. You know, well, because you're, they, you're that's, that's, that's where they got rid of it. They game. got rid of it. They haven't had a conference game. Yeah. But, that's, but, that, that's where they got rid of They only had the eight conference games. And then right. in and week so, 10, they were playing a, uh, basically a bye week. Right. And so, you know, like I look at a team like Georgia, and, and I, I was making this point to somebody a few weeks ago. I said, if you expand the playoff now, Georgia is the eighth seed. I was like, you, know, I said, you don't have to look it up. What has Georgia done in 2020? And he was like, they haven't, I was like, they haven't done anything. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, the two games they lost, they got blown out by Florida and Alabama, and literally, they are a byproduct of. And, and this happens to schools all the time, so it's not just a Georgia thing. But if you're ranked in the top ten and you don't do enough to keep to or to stay in the top five, but you do just enough so you're still in the top ten, and you're sitting there like you know seven and two, eight and two, you're like. Wait a minute. It's mid-November. I forgot you existed. Like that that's where Georgia is at and I'm like you're going to have all of that going on so you've got to overhaul the entire system. And the thing is college football loves tradition so much that they're going to die by it. Like like the game oh, for sure is 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 slowly just, you know, it's eating itself alive because they want to hold on to tradition. Like, the Rose Bowl is great. I have no problem with that. But you want to know what the Rose Bowl has also done? It's given us more split national championships because you won't put, you know, you have one team contending for a national right, you championship won't, out there. But then the you're best team the won't play the best team. Yeah, you can send the other one to the, to, to the Orange Bowl. Like, what? It's, it's, uh, it's a terrible system that I fear – and you see it. You, you see it even now. It's gonna get. It's gonna get progressively worse. And the fact, the fact that you you punish Cincinnati, and I will never get over this. Maybe because I've been drinking. I'm not sure. Uh, you will punish <laughs> Cincinnati for essentially being a no call, no show. And then in the same breath, you're gonna say Ohio State. Eh, you know what? They get a pass. It's, yeah, they it's they literally. Minute. Yeah, they what? did one of they did they did two things like Ohio they they did the they did two different things with the same situation. Ohio State had a, a terrible resume, and they sat idle, and they sat at number four. And then you had Cincinnati, who had actually played and had, I believe, like a similar strength of schedule, if not better, and oh, dropped like, bad. Had, had like a three game head start. Right, yeah. they were and like, like they rock or something like that. Yeah, because they didn't play, and it, that was that that was a thing that didn't make any sense. And, and, and they that, for that, that was, was actually really that up. was actually really stupid by their metrics. Like there there are people that that project the the CFP uh, based on the metrics right. that the committee supposed supposed then, to use, and they were and they were really really close, other than Cincinnati dropping. But I it, think it, in all of this the. The committee, at least on what they've been instructed of what their job is. I understand they overturn the people every couple of years, which is where things kind of get fucked up and messy because then, you know, like our wonderful government, they get to just kind of interpret things as they want. Um, 
but it's just they did the whole thing of just like, well, Cincinnati, eh, they didn't deserve our respect because they haven't played a game since whatever date, the first week of November. And Ohio State in that same time frame had played one game, and including that time frame, they had voluntarily sat out a game that they said, they go, yeah, we had the guys to play. Yeah, the, voluntar- the voluntarily sitting out was something. You didn't want to go play Illinois. You didn't want to – you had the guys to go play Illinois, but you couldn't go play Lovey Smith's fucking right, retirement all right. wall. All right, all right, all right, Andrew, we're going to wrap this up with our last question. So <laughs> almost hours. I like how we're so, and, I like how we're solving all the world's problems, though. I appreciate that. That's fine. Uh, so, Andrew. Yeah. If you were a scented candle. Oh, dear God. What would your smell be? And what would your name be? Um, if your essence, if your essence, because mine would be, mine would be, still Vegas bombs, and sweat from the Ozarks. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's called that's Ozark Mornings. That's college, and I don't like that. Um, mine would be chill ocean breeze. Like that's like it's yeah it's just. I fucked it. That's already named. Huh? Like that's already a candle. Chill ocean breeze. Yeah. Like that candle's been. It's chill. I mean, it probably is. I don't know, but like it's chill, (laughs) and you're like, damn, I really like that. Like, and it's it's not overwhelming. It's not overpowering, but you're like, damn. That's a it good sounds like a, note. It sounds like a late 90s Tommy Hilfiger cologne. It does, and I don't give a shit because I'm like four beers in. Who gives a fuck? I guess I don't think we ever got to it. Just, Andrew, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking – well, I was drinking a margarita. Uh, I've, I had two margaritas earlier because I, I was on another Zoom call. And then oh, cool. we're second we're second best. It's fine. <laughs> well, it's it, it was it was a family Zoom call. We would we would have been drinking. I would have in a perfect non actually on Earth two, uh, in, in the non COVID world. I am in Kansas City right now with family, uh, getting uh, slightly tipsy, uh, not getting hammered because I've been drinking since the pandemic began. Um, <laughs> but I had two margaritas and. Uh, let's see. I'm drinking a Coors and a. I'm just drinking all this beer that I saved for the holiday, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just drink it. Um, I, I, like to, I like to drink while I cook, and so I was cooking yesterday, and so I was like, oh, I have more beer. Sweet. Um, I figured if I have two or three IPAs before I do this, uh, it is not going to end well. So I was like, well, let me let me get a little dangerous and just complete and just you know clear out my fridge so wait hold on uh just popped uh the uh fifth beer of the night so there we go <laughs> and so, he yeah, is so... two hours ahead of us oh, oh yeah shit, you get, it yeah, is nine forty two. a while to go don't you yeah well i guess it on when you're gonna go to bed but yeah i mean i don't know what i'm gonna do after we record um i thought about going to wendy's because you know i'm a fat ass um but i'm like you know what no. <laughs> I am not the- chicken of a frosty though. That sounds pretty good. Oh, man. I had the Wendy's breakfast a few months ago. That was life changing. 
Their breakfast is good. It's it's right behind BK breakfast, and I will fucking fight to death that BK, BK has the best breakfast. Sandwiches, man. Sandwiches are hey, the croissants. breakfast burritos. That's fine. The tortilla is number one for a breakfast vehicle. Croissant is number two. Fuck your biscuits. Fuck everything else. It goes tortilla. Sandwich. That's a top two. I'm drunk. Ted has spoken. And I have spoken. Croissantwich? Yeah, you pronounce it right. Yeah, no, uh, tortilla. Yeah. Tortilla? I I don't know how you mispronounce that one, but. Well, we're pretty fucked up. I need another drink. I'm refusing (laughs) it. I should just go to bed. I know my (laughs) limit. I I have to drive six hours tomorrow starting at. My alarm's going up at 10 till 7. Oh, God. That sounds awful. Oh, my God. You definitely need to get out of here. Yeah, it's fine. The things you do. I'm going to listen to some... Uh, it doesn't matter because I got complete ass fucks in fantasy football tonight by um, Miles Gaskin in my championship round. It's cool. He's very much helping Don't. me. All right. We're going to let Andrew go. He's going to go find some TV yet. West Coast TV has to be weird, right? Because, like, all your TV is, like, late-night TV for everyone else. Dude, it sucks. It Like, sports are great because you can watch – I can watch the NFL at night. I can, I can bet the NFL at 8 a.m. and right when I roll out of bed, and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have a damn good day. And essentially my day is – you know, my sporting day is done by 8, 30, 9 o'clock on a Sunday – but, like, on a Saturday night when nothing's going on and, and your sports schedule is kind of, like, dry because of COVID, yeah, there ain't shit to do. So I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Accountant on TNT? <laughs> huh? The accountant on TNT? It's on every Ooh. Saturday night. Yeah. Nice. Not right now. I have no idea. My TV's, my TV's off. Gotcha. Jake, yeah. Jake I don't, know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be watching. I'll probably, like, play a video game or something. Like, I have a PS5. I've just been so damn lazy Our to actually lucky. My son Dude. just got a PS4 for Christmas, and we've been playing Spider-Man. And, That's a fun-ass game. Oh, yeah. Like, it's fun as shit. Like, he like he called me in, like, every couple hours, he'd be like, you come, you come do this. I can't beat it. And it, it's tricky because, like, I don't, I don't know the controls. So he's been playing for two hours. So it's all like, and he's trying to like describe to you what you need to do. And you're like, uh, I haven't put a PS PS game since you know the PS2. So it's it's complicated. I know I know I know Tez has PS, so I'm like we'll be a uh, online friend. Do so you can join your. Yeah, uh, I play a lot of Call of Duty and some other Apex. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't need my eight-year-old playing right. Call of Duty quite yet. Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. That's good fathering. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to play the uh, the second best Journey song of all time. We're going to call and call it night. And well, Andrew's not going to bed. He has three hours. It's early. <laughs> Andrew, what's going on, man? man. Absolutely. I had a blast, guys. This was awesome. And, and hey. when I said, like, I love Iowa State fans, like, I truly mean that. You guys. What's your prediction for the Fiesta game? What's your uh-huh. score prediction? What's your prediction for the Fiesta game? Uh, Fiesta you... Bowl, let's see. I'm going to go. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points. Uh, I'm going to go Iowa State 36, Oregon 30. Oh, man, I'll die. I know you will. 
That's the over-under 50, isn't it, Tez? I believe so. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's 50, 51, something right in there. But I think, I mean, Oregon gives up a lot of points. Oh, they're mad that we're wearing blacks, apparently. But anyway, second best (laughs) journey song of all time. Everyone have a good night. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.